you know, we're familiar with the the whole like soccer mom thing in, in, in California, they definitely are using this as a means of dealing it's, it's with a, parenting. It's, it's, too, it's right? mommy's little helper. So we, I bet you that exactly. uh, Mick Jagger is going to be writing a whole new song. The Green Rush is real. From lawmakers and investment bankers to CEOs and investors, we'll look at how people are transforming cannabis from the shadows of the black market into a cash crop that draws in cannapreneurs from Hollywood to Wall Street. Here to help you navigate the business of cannabis, please welcome Lewis Goldberg and Ann Donahoe. Brought to you by KCSA Strategic Communications. Hi, I'm Lewis Goldberg with the Green Rush Podcast. Normally, I'm recording with my colleague, cohort, and good friend, Ann Donahoe, but she can't join us today. And I will be talking with Aaron Smith, the lead cannabis reporter for CNN, or fake news between you and me. Um, If after this interview, you can do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to it, that would be awesome. And as always, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle at GreenRushComs. Or you can visit us on www.kcsa-cannabis.com. It really helps us out. So you you get to do something that I bet you never mentioned in a million years, which is you are the cannabis reporter for CNN. Yes, that is correct. Did you pitch and, uh, them on the beat or did they pitch you? It was kind of a combination of both. I, I mean, I, I also covered the gun industry and I really did make <laughs> that beat happen. But the, the marijuana was something I think they were interested in, but they weren't really sure how to pursue it. And, uh, and they had other people covering it before me, but I really pushed them on it and, and really wanted to do it. So you, and, uh, you, they eventually you came around up. to the idea. You lit them up yeah, on it? Yeah, I did. Nice. I, uh, I, I basically, I think I convinced them that it was an important beat. I think they, what really did it was, you know, the states just kept uh, legalizing it and then of course, in November last year, we, we had five of them do it in one day. Yeah. But I think, um, I, but even before that, they could really see where it was going. Well, and I the, think when, 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 yeah. um, when, when Dr. Gupta, when Sanjay did his weed series, I mean, I think that was the fundamental, yeah. that was the turning point, not only for CNN, it was a turning point for, for the country. It changed yeah. many people's perception. Has your perception as you've covered the industry changed, you know, and, and, and how? Um, I think my, my perception of it, you know, we really look at the money. We were very focused on that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, I, I guess my perception changing has been a gradually dawning realization of just how big a deal it is financially. Because now we're talking about a multi-billion dollar industry for tens of billions of dollars in, in, uh, in taxable annual revenue for all of these different states uh, that are, you know, willing to basically move forward with it. And this and has got to be the reason the- why the industry shouldn't be afraid of Sessions or Trump, right? I mean, there's no way that Colorado or Florida or Georgia or any of the states that are making so much money are ever going to allow that to get rolled back. Well, that I mean, that's a good point. I, I think that people who are in the industry are aware of the fact that there are inherent risks, you know, legal risks, the kind of risks that you're not necessarily going to find in a lot of other industries. So we have this conversation a lot. Uh, what is Sessions going to do? Trump doesn't really actually seem to care about legalization that much, if you think about it. Uh, if Sessions is the one 
who has been making the most noise about it, but he hasn't really done anything about it. If he was going to do something about it, I think he could do like some token raids and of dispensaries in <laughs> toking, Colorado and uh, California. Did you say toking yes, raids? Toking. Oh, that, was, that was good. <laughs> yes, toking <laughs> raids and um, to make a point and to basically freak people out. But, you know, and maybe that would have some effect and maybe it wouldn't. But in terms of a more nationwide crackdown, you really, you have, really have to ask, I mean, is that possible financially? You know, um, we're doing a story about CBD, which is, you know, part of mm-hmm. this industry. Uh, I, you know, I was talking to DEA about it. You know, there's companies uh, that, like Medical Marijuana Inc. that actually sell right. CBD online. And the DEA says, well, that's illegal. And then you go back to those companies and they'll say, you know, it's not illegal. And we're lawyered up and ready to go. Yeah, CBD, they being, ship CBD cross state lines all the time. THC is a lot yes. more difficult. Yes. But what the DEA told me was, and you'll see this in a story we're working on or, you know, when we publish it, the mm-hmm. DEA said it's illegal, but we're not going to do anything about it. And that's huh. coming from a DEA spokesman. He says we're in the middle of an opioid crisis. So we're not going to mess around with taking CBD away from, you know, a mom who's giving it to her kid who has epilepsy. That was the example he used. So, right. uh, you know, you put that within the context of your question, you know, about Jeff Sessions. Um he would like it to go away, but uh, what can he really do? And are you getting are, are you getting priorities? pitched by the the DEA, or are you getting pitched by the Justice Department on stories from their perspective, or are they trying to influence your coverage in any way? No, not no, not at all. They, they do not. I, I always reach out to them. You know, they're mm-hmm. not the ones that are reaching out to me. And when I call them and uh, and ask them questions about it. I don't feel that they're trying to manipulate me in any way. They just reiterate that it is illegal. You know, they, they don't want anyone to misinterpret anything that they would say otherwise. You know what I'm saying? It's illegal, uh, you know, schedule one drug like heroin. And that's right. basically the point that they would make. But like I said, the guy did say, you know, we're not going to do anything about CBD because it's not a priority. You know? So, so you're, you have a really interesting beat between guns and cannabis. Yes, it is. Um, do you do the other reporters in the newsroom kind of lust after what you're covering, or, or do they look at you and go, "Oh, he's got that stuff"? <laughs> I think that they might be amused by it. Uh, I, I don't know if they necessarily desire. I mean, sometimes people will help me out. Uh, we all have our different beats, right? Uh, but I, I don't. I don't, I'm not sure that anyone's really coveting the beat that I cover. I mean, the gun knowledge is something that I sort of developed over quite a few years. And with that, and with the marijuana beat, it's important to be objective. Uh, certainly with the guns, you know, everyone has an opinion about it. To me, the, my opinion is not so important. It's getting the information out there, you know, because there have been problems in coverage with inaccuracy and things like that. I think the best thing to do is just, you know, to tell the story the way it is. And I think with the marijuana beat, that, that's very important, too. The legality of it can actually be be very complicated. So, do and, you do um, you do you see a difference in the way you cover guns and and cannabis, or do you just treat them? Oh, yeah, both. So you, there is a difference. And how? What? So what makes for a compelling the, cannabis story for you? Uh, well, what I think is really compelling about it, from a business standpoint, is is how the businesses handle the finances of it. Now, in these wildfires we have in California. Right. You wrote a piece on that. Yeah. Yeah. We've done a couple stories on that and we've had dozens of farms 
you know, burned to the ground in California, marijuana farms. Right. The, the been a major problem with that is that the farmers are uninsured and uh, and uninsurable, being, right? And you can't uninsurable. get insurable. Yes. Now you might Google cannabis insurance and see like 80 companies listed there. But I've, you know, been told that these are not necessarily uh, trustworthy companies. I'm not going to name names because I have not yet reached out to these companies. That's a story I'll be doing in a few days. And I I want to try and figure out how this works because some people tell you, oh, no, you you can insure marijuana. I, I really don't think that there is a reliable way to do it. Now, part of the permitting system in California is supposed to fix that problem. I don't know how they intend to do that because, uh, as you know, you know, cannabis is illegal according to the federal government. So once you get into the finances of it, and that would include insurance, I just don't know how, how you would do it unless, uh, you know, uh, the Trump administration would try to make some special exception for it. Yeah, but insurance but Obama, is, insurance is regulated at the state level. It is not – there's not – like it's not like – Bermuda, where there's one regulator. I mean, all 50 states have their own insurance regulators, and each insurer has to have its own license in each state that they provide insurance. This actually might be a way to get around. I mean, and you, I mean, the biggest issue in cannabis right now is banking and the cross border transfer of cash. So this actually might be a way to back into a, a legitimate financial services solution. It could be, although it could get complicated very fast because even with a, you know, like a state uh, right. registered insurance company, you're going to be dealing with banking and finance, and you're going to be dealing with federal law as it applies to finance. I'm not people would really get around that. Uh, so unless the federal government actually does change the scheduling or do some other legal change for the cannabis industry, they are always going to be dealing with the I think, you know, it's, it's got to, it's like the biggest thing hanging over that industry. So this industry is in early days, right? I mean, this, I, I make yeah. the analogy that this is like tech in 1996 or 97 yes. and that yes. one of these companies is going to be Amazon. One of these companies is going to be Google. How in your coverage, how, seeing the, some of these companies doing things to prepare, not for six months and not for six years, but for 10 years or 15 years down the line. And, and how does that yeah. influence your coverage? Yeah. Um, it, it, I'm always looking at the companies that are willing to invest some money that have a plan. Because you remember in the 90s, a lot of those dot-coms didn't really have a plan. You know, right. there was this thing called money and you're supposed to make it. And some of them <laughs> didn't quite get that. So I, I feel like I'm looking with the marijuana companies. Like, how are they going to make money? Because they are, they're, you know, the investment is, you know, huge. and putting millions of dollars into it. And how are they dealing with the legal realities of what they're doing. And uh, a lot of them, you know, like, uh, like Medical Marijuana Inc. was the example I brought up earlier. Right. Uh, they, you know, they've gotten lawyered up and they've, they've really looked at the issue and they seem to be preparing for a fight. We'll see what happens with that. Um, in, in basically, I look at how companies, how seriously do they take, do they take this, the whole legal issue? Are they getting ready? for sessions to come after them and are, you know, are they, are they preparing to fight that fight? I mean, if they are, I would think that, uh, you know, maybe they'll be around for a while. I mean, it really kind of depends. Um, but I want to say something. There are a lot of really interesting ideas that have come out, um, 
Hold on. You know, some hold on. Looking- I want you to hold this yeah. for one second because we're going to take sure. a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue this conversation with Aaron Smith from CNN. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Banking and Bud, understanding the business of cannabis. Welcome back to The Green Rush, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Aaron Smith, the cannabis reporter, gun reporter, and brilliant reporter extraordinaire from CNN. Um, So you were about to tell me something that's absolutely going to be mind-blowing, not only for me, but for all of our listeners. So opine away, my friend. Oh, well, here we are. I uh, I run across a lot of really interesting uh, interesting ideas for companies that people have, these different entrepreneurs. You know, I call them the the pot, pick, and shovel companies. These are companies (laughs) that do not directly handle the marijuana. So you have this company, I think they're in uh, Massachusetts, which, of course, where, you know, has uh, now legal recreational marijuana, and they're going to open up a retail market next year. And there's a company called Bloom Boss, and they actually... They make products that help you grow, well, they don't call it marijuana, that helps you grow whatever you want to at home. And I thought that it was really, really kind of interesting because, okay, let's say you live in a state that just legalized recreational marijuana, but you can't buy it or sell it. You're like, you know, you're in a place like Washington, D.C. Right. These, this company is basically tailoring its product mm-hmm. for someone that doesn't really know much about growing but they want to grow things at home. But this and is I just like a, a, really it's like a hydroponic store, right? It's like that, that company it, that sells the upside down tomato plant. Except they have like this box. that looks like a refrigerator that costs $2,500 and they're coming up with this thing. And, and I haven't seen one up close, right? but they're, they're basically pitching it as this very user friendly product. And I, I just think it's kind of interesting that that is, you know, the product that they've come up with. And there's another, another uh, company I think it's called uh Hemp Jobs or Hemp Staff. Oh, they're they, a staffing company. Yes, yes, they uh, they're like a job a marijuana job matchmaker. You know, like if you want to work in the marijuana industry or you want to hire people, you're a dispensary in California or whatever. They'll basically set you up. And what's interesting about that is not all the people working in this industry are are bud tenders or bud trimmers. You've got botanists and 
pharmacologists and, and you know, people with really and chefs. advanced. I mean, we, we represent a company yeah. that called Golden Leaf, which is vertically integrated and they make their yeah. own their own candies. And they're these companies are taking people right out of cooking schools, um, you know, candy makers and yep. stealing them from Hershey's and teaching them to to infuse THC and and how to work with terpenes and the like. So it's it's really cool. You know, when you talk yeah, about picks exactly. and shovels, there's other companies, you know, the only company that's listed on the New York Stock Exchange right now is a REIT. And, you know, they don't touch they don't touch the plant. They just build out the facilities. So you and I are both parents. Um, and I've talked yes. with, with my kids about my participation in the industry. Have you had a talk to your children about that you cover cannabis? And how do you do that conversation? How do you have that? Uh, no, well, they're very little. They're, you know, my son's four and a half and my daughter's <laughs> two and a half. Uh, though they do hear me talking to people about it. Right. And, uh, you know, I haven't had any kind of serious, like they might be, they're not here now, but you know, they've been around me when I've talked, like had a conversation like I'm having with you right now. Have you and, and your I wife had, any, had to uh, talk about parenting around this issue? Because it's something that I've had to deal with. And I know others, I know a lot of other people in the space have to deal with this. Yeah. I actually, um, have not talked with people about that specifically i mean of course a lot of people were concerned about edibles and edibles lying around and kids eating them i haven't heard anything about that lately so i think people kind of learned you know to put that stuff away hopefully um and of course you know we're from you know we're familiar with the the whole like soccer mom thing in 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 california they definitely are using this as a means of dealing with parenting it's 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 mommy's little helper so we i bet you that uh, mick jagger is going to be writing a whole new song I'm sure he is. Uh, you know, it used to be wine and still is. Yeah, wine and, now, and Valium, course, and now it's edibles and, and tinctures. So, so so there is that. But I haven't, you know, and I, I do wonder about this, like, when my kids get older, is it going to be legal in New York? And my you know, my first reaction is, oh, of course. And a lot of people will, will look at the nationwide legality of marijuana is a sort of inevitable thing in that our kids will all, you know, it'll be a different world for them. And it already is for a lot of younger people out West, you know, they can actually walk into a store and buy it, which is something we could, could never even really imagine, or at least not, I, you know, when I was younger, no way. but here's one thing though, you know, a lot of people who I talk to, they regard the nationwide legality of marijuana as a sort of inevitable thing. And, and I can certainly see how they would think that when you look at, you know, uh, the, the, the popularity behind it and the fact well, it's, that it's it doesn't not, it's, really seem that controversial. It's the money. I don't think it has anything yes. to do with popularity. I don't think cannabis is any more popular today than it was when I was 20 or, or when my dad in the 60s was, was smoking. I think it comes down to the money. There's so much yeah. money. There's 300 there or 250 public companies there are, there are hundreds of millions of dollars in tax receipts that are being generated. It's estimated that California alone will take in a billion dollars in, yep. in sales tax. It's the money. And and that's that's my belief, personally, that but, there's but no way this the, doesn't Here's happen. the thing, though. Here's the thing about that. I have not seen any movement whatsoever to change the classification of the drug from people who could actually do it. And I'm not just talking about Sessions and Trump. I'm also talking about Obama and Clinton. These, I never, whether Democrat or Republican, I never really got much of a sense 
from anyone at the top or, or uh, you know, aiming for the top that they were really going to do anything about legalization in America. Well, and I think in, you if know, you look so in states like Arizona what, and you look in states like Ohio the, the, and, and actually, let, you know, let's hold this for one second and take a break sure. here. Yeah, um, sure. You're listening to the Green Rush um, podcast. Uh, I'm Lewis Goldberg. I'm talking with Aaron Smith from CNN, and we'll be right back. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Banking and Bud. Understanding the business of cannabis. Welcome back to The Green Rush. Only on CannabisRadio.com. And you are back. Thanks for coming back and, and you, uh, listening. So um, I was about to say, if you look at the, the where the lobbying money came in the last elections in Ohio and in Arizona, it came from alcohol companies and it came from uh, pharmaceutical companies, which are two of the biggest lobbies there are. The way that the the in Nevada that um, the, the the adult use market was structured. You had to have a, an alcohol distributorship to participate. Yes. As soon yep. as the alcohol companies understand that there is going to be money to be made for them, they're going to they're going to withdraw their complaints. So I, I think you're right. I think it's just a matter of time. Well, in Nevada is an interesting case because what happened there uh, is that the alcohol industry really seemed to shut it down or try to shut it down. Uh, it, it was like they were almost feigning interest, but then they just sort of almost seemed to try to block it. And, and it was done in, in kind of a clumsy way, and it, it didn't really work for more than a few days or a couple yep. of weeks. So I'm not really sure what the point was. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> they, Were they on board with it? I, I don't know. I, I think they could have, I think the alcohol industry could have, worked it a lot better in Nevada, actually. So um, we are at the, the point in the, um, the interview in our show called Puff Puff Pass. Um, yes. So this is the opportunity for you to tell us two things that you love about covering the space and the one thing that's driving you nuts. So okay, you got it. The floor uh, is yours. Puff away. Well, you know, uh, uh, what I love about it, you know, write what you know. 
And, uh, you know, I guess I know enough about marijuana and guns to write about them both. I'm but they don't really very, mix well together. Your aim will be off, I would assume. This, this is America. There's plenty of both. They right. actually, there's a lot of crossover, I think, with a lot of people, even though there's probably not supposed to be. Um, I, I love covering marijuana because I'm interested in it. And uh, I've been around for a few years. Uh, you know, I've been around marijuana, you know, a few times. And I feel like I understand the material uh, much better than <laughs> someone who just doesn't really care <laughs> or doesn't sorry, really know anything laugh. about it, you know? Yeah. And also, I, I've always, we're at a, a point in, in our history that I never really could have imagined. You know, even when I was in college, I, I, you know, I don't think I ever would have imagined that you would have stores that you would walk into and just buy it over the counter, you know? I, and, and here we are. It's happening. It's a reality in much of this country already. And, it, and it's changing all the time. You know, and that's what's really interesting about this. It's always changing. It's never static. You know, what's going to happen next year? What's going to happen the year after that? You know, uh, some of it is predictable, like with the states that are already moving ahead, like California. And we know Vermont will probably legalize it next year. But what's the and other New Jersey as be, soon as you know? Phil Murphy gets elected. Yeah, we'll we'll see. New Jersey is another one. It's like New York. I mean, you know, people talk about it like like it's inevitable. I I mean we'll have to see. We're gonna uh, see an exodus know, of everybody from Brooklyn to Jersey City as soon as <laughs> Phil Murphy is elected. Um so they'll so, certainly be doing round trips on the path train. For that's sure. for sure. So what's the one thing that's driving you nuts about your coverage of the space? What what is driving me nuts about it? and I made a reference to this earlier, is the federal government's refusal to do anything about it. And I'm not even saying this as a pro-legalization or anti-legalization opinion type thing. I'm just saying that uh, whether it's the president or, or any, any like cabinet member, top-level people in the government, none of them do anything about it. And, and yet you have seen from state to state all of this activity of legalization and uh every now and then you'll see locally some opposition to it in some of these states but with the government it's, it's like they just don't do anything other than sessions making an occasional comment uh you know the obama administration issuing a memo which supposedly loosened things up a little bit but maybe not really i just think that and i, I know people feel this way about the federal government with a lot of things not just marijuana but i i think we really I don't know what's going on with that. It's just this complete lack of involvement. Like they're just sort of letting it happen or, 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 or something like that. And I think that that kind of drives me crazy to, to see that. I, I think that, uh, you know, just the lack of leadership there is, it, it seems like a missed opportunity. It, it just also, it just seems unrealistic to take that approach of not doing anything, you know? Yep. You know, the mainstream media finally is getting it and there is no more mainstream media outlet than, than CNN. Um, oh, fuck. You know what? I want to ask you one more question and then. Yeah, sure. If you can. So the issue of fake news has been rampant um, over the last yeah. you know, 18 so months. <laughs> yes. And, and so you've been not personally, but as a, a network been accused of. Do you encounter any pushback as being a CNN reporter from the cannabis industry in regards to fake news or, or they just, they don't care. They just want the coverage. No, I've, I've never had any, anyone from the cannabis industry bring it up. You know, Screlly brought it up uh, when I interviewed him. And, uh, but 
Uh, generally speaking, uh, no, I haven't really heard much of it or any of it really from the cannabis industry for whatever reason. I'm not sure why, okay. but you know, cool. when, you know, when people say fake news, I, I generally don't worry about it. I feel pretty secure about what I do and what my network does actually. So, you know, it doesn't really, I don't really care. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for us today. Thanks to our guest, Aaron Smith from CNN. Absolutely fascinating. Um, He can be found on CNN.com. And a special thanks to Nick Opich for helping us produce this podcast. And if you want to chat with us, you can find us on Instagram or Twitter at the handle GreenRushComs. Uh, as well as on our website, www.kcsa-cannabis.com. And uh, please remember to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you want, you can email us at greenrush at kcsa.com. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.